Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Lift Effect podcast. I am your host, Matt McNeil, founder, clinical director, and director of human performance at Lift Effect, where we assist professional pilots with maintaining better mental health and optimizing their mental skills. The goal of this podcast is simple to help pilots and other high liability professionals and disciplines come out of the shadows to discover how we can live better lives personally and professionally. Join us each episode as we discuss various topics ranging from mental health, mental skills and performance, to business, entrepreneurship, and a few other surprises along the way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another podcast of The Lift Effect. As always, I'm your host, Carl Keller, along with my good friend and man of the moment, every moment, Matt McNeil. What's going on, man? Hey, just uh, living the dream. Living the dream. Every, every opportunity to do one of these with you is always... I never know where we're going to go and what we're going to say. Neither sometimes. do I. You know, we've always talked about how sure, but yet I don't, I don't know that we've had any podcast that really had fully outlined. We kind of just, we have a kind of a big to- idea topic and we just go mm-hmm. somewhere. And it's uh, so at the end, sometimes I go, wow, that was, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, I um, think we're starting to structure some things. I mean, I'll tell you, tell, uh, our listeners, we are going to start doing some interviews. Um, we got some stuff on deck. We're going to bring in, I think, um, one of the questions I've gotten, not anybody cares about this, but somebody says like, are you going to, is there any, are you going to do some sponsors? You know, we've actually been approached by a couple different entities to sponsor the podcast. I've said no so far, just because that's not really the spirit of what we're doing at this point. But I think as the reach increases um that's our goal we may have to bring in some kind of sponsorship because the effort obviously to to put these out takes a lot and we want to be able to bring really good um you know good stuff for you all so at some point there may be there's a question of will it be a subscriber i think there will be a subscriber uh uh option for people that will be different than the regular podcast we're going to keep this Thing accessible to whoever wants to hear it but maybe some of the interviews some of the deeper dives in certain particular areas maybe a subscriber um you know the subscribers will have access to to stuff like that show notes and those kinds of things so we're playing around with it but the goal is to to get this to out to as many people that want to hear it um that can find it useful but it does take a lot of effort to keep it going and we want to be able to make sure that we can keep this going so we're looking at some different options but yeah, our commitment when we first started this is uh, it was to bring you relevant and useful content that helped make a difference for those that sometimes either didn't know what they were missing or were struggling to respond. We didn't want there to be any potential conflicts of interest. Right. But I believe that as long as anybody that uh, uh, sponsors us understands that we are going to do what's in the best interests of our uh, audience. And trying to give that without having any, uh, like I said, conflicts of interest. As long as we're able to do that, then we may do that because hopefully some of the sponsors will be able will be able to help add on and provide in different ways. 
Yeah, so, there's no spot. I would never take a sponsor that was just, you know, I wouldn't let McDonald's sponsor my podcast. Like, like it's it has to be something that's that's that is vetted and useful and healthy and 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 actually helps our community. So um, that's one of the things that we're looking at is, is just, you know, we're kind of vetting things through really carefully. But but anyways, we'll see. We'll keep you posted. This thing's evolving as it goes. The more feedback we get, the more suggestions we get on what people want. If you want something you want to see us do something that we're not doing um let us know and and it's really about the community and and letting the community help us move this this ship in the right direction so we're always open to all all any and all uh suggestions well our last two podcasts we've really been kind of focusing on one specific area and that's kind of the area of sleep and we've gotten a lot of comments and a lot of interest so we figured that we would go down uh, another down this avenue one at least one more podcast and talk about it. And we got a couple of comments. Um, one in particular, it's a rather long one, but I think it's one that uh, I'm going to throw at you. Just take it where you want to take it. Um, so I'm going to read it verbatim here. It's like I said, it's rather long. It said uh, cool. here are some questions from my uh, my uh, comments with Matt regarding sleep. As I mentioned, I'm very rigorous with my schedule. I am very rarely going to bed past 11 p.m. In fact, I'm usually lights out within five minutes of the mark. I don't use any sleep-enhancing meds, Ambien, melatonin, etc. Totally darkened room, cool temps, as you mentioned. I try my hardest, even when on the road, to keep to my Eastern time zone schedule. If I'm going to be up outside of my normal bedtime, it requires a substantial amount of planning beforehand, as well as substantial recovery afterward. Despite my best efforts to maintain this, I can't remember the last time I had a good night's sleep. Mm. I'm always in some state of fatigue, some days better than others, but I frequently feel tired. Now to my question or questions. What are some things or techniques a person can do to solve this or perhaps just even begin to recover? Time off, sleep analysis, vacation, or look into CPAP or even surgical routes. When does this cross the line from something that can be managed internally slash at home to needing actual medical attention? Really um, just, great. Just to add one thing onto what you said, you just said just before we went live that this is kind of like, you you deal with the underground that this yeah. is kind of below the surface so you're right to have somebody and and have people that are willing to have attribution this is something yeah. that never people never talked about before it was no behind closed doors literally no so this really is in the underground and that's and, right and, uh, so people are asking is real stuff that's happening in their life and everybody has sleep issues at some point. I mean, especially as we get older and if you've ever had kids, uh, you know, unless you were just not around, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in here um, to, to even start to approach. So one is I'm sorry that sleep has been rough. Um, one of the things that, like I've said before, when people come to lift effect, sleep is often the, the, the catalyst, the sleep goes and it's just like they're there. It brings you to your knees People will tell me, I, I, I'm just not sleeping. 
I'm like, really? Not, not at all. No, 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 just not sleeping at all. I'm not sleeping. I'm telling you, it's been going on for weeks. And I'll say, well, here's the thing. You, you actually are sleeping. Um, you may not feel like you're sleeping. You may not remember that you're sleeping, but you are sleeping. And because if you weren't sleeping, you'd be dead. You can't go without sleep for days and days and weeks on end. It'll, it, you'll die. So you may think that you're not sleeping, but you are. Uh, if, especially if it's been going on for a long time, maybe you're just not getting good sleep or you're not getting sleep where you feel rested. So, um, what are the things I, I should have jotted down some notes? I didn't, I just was listening okay. to the question, but I'll, uh, I'll give you the questions again. Okay. And if you want to do them one at a time, uh, yeah, let's just do one. At, we'll try one okay. at a time and I'll try to integrate it. All right. The first part was what are some th things or techniques a person can do to solve this or even begin to just recover? Time okay. off, sleep analysis, vacation. Yeah. Okay. All oh, right. 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 Sleep analysis. So sleep analysis is something you can do. You can go get, uh, go to your your family practice doctor, your GP, and let them know of your sleep issues. And if they feel that it's significant enough, they can order something called a sleep study. And a sleep study is a laboratory that you go. And there's, I'll say, there are home sleep study kits that you can get in the mail. They'll send to you a little kit, and you set it up by your bed, and it basically records. You might put some some um uh physiological response measurement instruments on your head and in your wrists and stuff like that it measures your pulse and brain activity and you can do these things at home a lot of dentists actually order these because they're examining people's mouths and they go geez i think you know you're clenching your teeth a lot and grinding. it, it yeah. grinding and it might look like you may have some sleep you know your tonsils are huge your neck is neck size is big maybe you've got some sleep apnea let's do a sleep study just with a home kit. So that's kind of like level one, the home kit. The second is you actually go into a laboratory um, that's a sleep science laboratory that's run by clinical psychologists and, and sleep physicians. And you'll sleep in a bed and they will hook you up to all sorts of telemetry and they'll be able to monitor your sleeping. And that's the gold standard. That's like the, you know, the 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 heaviest duty, bring out, bring out all the guns to figure out what's going on and, and they can look at your brain activity and your brain waves and, and be able to tell you what kind of sleep you're getting, how much you're getting, whether you have apnea, so on and so forth. He did mention, um, you know, look into CPAPs. I think a, a good, that is the, the advantage of doing a sleep study is if you just don't feel rested, that can be, it doesn't mean that it is, but it can be a sign of sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is basically where you're getting chronic obstruction um, throughout the night for, for periods of seconds to, to, it can even go on for longer. But it basically, you stop, you stop breathing normally and your, it, your body wakes itself up. Even if you're not like aware of it, you can have these sleep ap apnea events. Now, the FAA does not want people um, having sleep apnea. That's something that they want that to be recorded. And then there are different treatments for sleep apnea. There's something called a CPAP, um, which is a, a mask that goes over your, your, your face or cannulas in your nose that basically does forced air to keep your, your, your throat open so that you can breathe normally, your throat and your, your sinuses and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I'm not a medical doctor. You can look that up and, and find out what that is, uh, what that's about. But and then there are surgical procedures people can have as well. If you have too much 
uh, if you're, you know, I don't know if they do tonsillectomies with sleep apnea surgery, but they, they basically remove some mass that's obstructing your airway when you're trying to, when you're lying down and trying to sleep. So not as common, I think not usually the first line of defense. It's usually a CPAP machine. Um, and there are pilots that, that haul around a CPAP on the road. I mean, that's that because they're required to actually because of the FAA. So a sleep study is a great, a great thing to do. Um, that's kind of low hanging fruit. If you just don't feel rested, go get a sleep study done. I think that's a, a wise uh, thing to do. Cause again, as we talked about in the last few episodes, if you're not sleeping, eh, you're not going to do very well in, in, uh, you know, your life, it's just going to screw you up. Hey Matt. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to sleep apnea in, in, uh, particular, I know, uh, based on when you go for your FAA physical, one of the yeah. things that they look at as a, I can't say a key determiner, but it is something they use as a, 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 a something to look at is weight. Body mass. Yeah. BMI, weight, neck, neck circumference. One. Yeah. Those are the things that your AME is looking at. Um, Matter of fact, and, I and, feel like once they, if they, if they think you're overweight for your height and, and, and everything else, that's, they start asking those questions. How yes, are you? They do. What's going on? So yeah. to so that obviously yeah. one of the things you can do is if you are overweight and having trouble sleeping is maybe to sit there and see about uh, looking into those things because that might actually help right there, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. I, so exercise. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So sleep analysis, what what are some of the things you can do is actually go make do it. And, you know, the problem with pilots is we're healthcare avoidant. Um, one of the guests we're going to have on the podcast is is my good friend um uh, I shouldn't announce his name till we till we confirm this is going to happen but but he's going to come on and he's done a lot of studies he's a researcher physician um AME he's done a lot of studies on this uh and uh, on healthcare avoidance and that pilots have they they avoid healthcare so that's not never that's never good i understand why we do it but your health matters more than your job because if you aren't healthy, you can't do your job. So um, you, your health is the most important thing. So going and getting properly evaluated is the best thing that you can possibly do. You had mentioned, should I take a vacation? Well, yeah, man, take a vacation, dude. I mean, like if you're just working all the time, you you got to rest matters. And we're going to do a whole thing about the importance of recovery because recovery is is one of the factors in peak performance. It's not just the the output. It's it's the ability to stop and rest is what makes the makes the difference. And there's been a couple of really good books written about this, which we'll do another review on. That is the importance of recovery. And so, if you're just always churning and burning, and you're not taking time off, yeah, you should take a you should take a time off. Um, okay, so then let's just say. You've done all of these things. I talked to somebody this week. He said, "Man, I've done. I've been doing all of the sleep hygiene stuff that you talked about. I've, I'm doing everything, and I'm still not getting sleep." Um, one is, I'd say, "Are you really doing everything?" I probably don't think so. But anyways, but if okay, let's say, and it means consistently. You're not going to see a change immediately. Like I mentioned before, changing sleep takes a long time. And it is about doing a little, a lot, not do a lot, a little. 
it's it's moving the needle like one little micrometer at a time is how you improve sleep. It's not going to improve just all of a sudden. It's like there's no silver bullet um, in terms of naturally improving your sleep. Yes, you can use drugs to knock yourself out, but I don't think that that's really. Sometimes you need that to reset, and we can talk about that in a second. Is when do you need to like bring in the heavy artillery? in terms of medical intervention um, versus trying to improve it on yourself. But, but the reality is even if you go and you, you get meds, you still need to figure out how to rebalance. I think on your own without the assistance of pharmacological treatment, unless you need it. Now here's the deal. I'll give, we'll talk about from a, a we're going to get into the therapist stuff here in a second about where if you're doing everything and you still are not improving your sleep, one is you need to make sure that there isn't an actual medical issue that is happening, which could be thyroid, thyroid issue. The thyroid is, I've seen people that have had all sorts of crazy symptoms um, with mental health related stuff, sleep issues, and then you go in and all of a sudden they realize they're, they're hypo or hyperthyroidism meaning their thyroid is overproducing or underproducing um, their thyroid stimulating hormone. And then that screws everything up and that's a quick fix. And the FAA allows that stuff. It's not like, oh my God, I, you know, I can't take these meds. No, you, you can take those meds and check with your AME. You can talk to them about it. But if your thyroid is not functioning correctly, you need to get that fixed because that will wreck your health and there'll be all sorts of fallout, psychological and physical. So if you're just not sleeping and you know you need to get go get the lab work done make sure that they'll do the blood tests they'll look at your uh for guys they'll look at your um uh, testosterone levels look at estrogen levels yes men we also produce estrogen same with women there's there's can be some you know medical explanations some hormone related explanations as to why your sleep is screwed up so for god's sake go to the doctor and and don't be healthcare avoidant if you're having real problems. Go get the checkup. Go to maintenance. Call maintenance. Don't make up ideas about what you think that noise is. Have maintenance come out and look at it. So that's that's the first thing. But let's say you do all that and there's no issue. There's nothing wrong with your thyroid. Your testosterone's good. The estrogen levels are good. Your hormones are good. Um, your adrenal function is good. That's a, There's an adrenal test you can do to see how your adrenals are functioning. Just Go to, go to your doctor, get, get the tests. But let's say none of that works and you've done everything. You've done all the sleep hygiene consistently and your sleep still isn't working. Well, then we need to look at some deeper issues about what's going on in your life. One of the things that, well, Carl, what are your thoughts? I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second. You, I'm the clinician, you're the layman. Talk to me. What, what does that make sense, I guess, because you're kind of representing the audience, the listener, um, does that make sense? What are the obstacles to that? Um, everything you said makes sense. One of the comments I was going to make, it was going to back up and it may play part of this, is before you get to the, the medical underlying mm. condition issue, um, I can't tell you how many times over the years I'll be talking in, in the cockpit oh. and, and what they're... I, know <laughs> the about how tired uh the, the either the bunkie or the captain is and um and then when you start listening to everything a lot of an awful lot of time not all the time but a lot of times it's because 
they're picking up every trip because they they got they need to pay bills or they need uh, to take care of a of a of a ex-wife or whatever or and and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm going we used to talk I said at some point you don't want to live to work you want to work to live mm-hmm. and if you sit there and you can run yourself into the ground picking up every trip and especially if you're a commuter yep. that's a huge issue because now you have before you even start work you got to get to work yep. and and as as those that aren't specifically within the aviation field you don't have to live where you work where you're where you you start your end your trips you can live on the other side of the country or we've had people that lived in Europe that flew to got to America just to yeah. start their trip yeah so it, you can look, be there, tired before you know you can already set yourself up for all of this and then like i said is the more you sometimes throttling back will give you that and you'll actually have more energy and more ability to be more efficient versus yeah. great that money you you earn that extra money and then you're dog tired and your health goes to crap right what have you solved you've actually caused more problems so and this that's is one of the things i wanted like, to kind of, this is the importance of, of yeah, like importance of life choices. I mean, I have I've, I remember treating this guy once that came to me and he had a $27,000 a month nut to crack. 27 grand a month. Three alimony payment payments. I don't know how many kids, but this poor guy was living in a hotel room. And he would I mean, he couldn't afford anything but to live in a hotel room and just pick up as much stuff as he could. And he's in his late fifties, you know, and it's like, oh, and he's got a 23 year old flight attendant girlfriend, right? It's like, dude, you know, like, where is the risk? Like, like what is going on with your life choices here? Um, Some people put themselves into a pickle where they just have to work. Because they're so, or they own four houses and, you know, 18 cars and snowmobiles and boats and all this shit. And it's like, and so you're, you're saying, well, this is how I relax, but you got to work so much to fund your relaxation that you never have time to relax. I mean, so some of this is like, God, get your poop together here, man. Like, let's figure this out. Let's figure this out. So but the bottom line is you're right a fair amount of it is self-induced it's self-induced and you've got it you know at, at some point you're like if 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 do you own your stuff or does your stuff own you i mean mm-hmm. I, and i have had guys that have had everything and they they literally sold everything and lived in, lived in a van and they're happier than they've ever been because they're like i got all of that crap off my back you know i mean so i'm not saying to go do that but th- like there are some life choices here and this is where the V1 project is, you know, is about ongoing. Let's work on our stuff in a community. So we're making better choices that are li- according to our values, not just according to our, our goals. You know, we have a life of fulfillment, not just achievement. But let's just say, okay, you reach this point, nothing is working. And you're like, oh my God. Now, if you are really like, if you're losing your mind here because you're not sleeping, and you're you're starting to break down you need to go get medical intervention and i have had pilots that have checked themselves into the hospital and it's okay guy you'll there's a way back there's a way back but they got so behind on the power curve that they stalled and they could not get out of the deep dive 
And so they go to the hospital and, and I, you know, inpatient um, psychiatric hospital, the one thing that they do with everybody that comes in is they get you to sleep because Siri's talking to me. They get you to sleep. Um, and most people, when they're at their wits end, they're not sleeping. They go into the psych house, but they're not sleeping. doesn't matter what condition you have, what the underlying cause is. And they will, they will knock you out. There's something called a B-52 they give you, which is, you know, a Benzo, it's Benadryl, it's Ativan. It's like, you know, it's, and it, it knocks you out and they just get you to sleep for, for two, three days, just sleep, 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 get up, go to the bathroom, eat, sleep, 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 sleep. And when that person wakes up after a few days of sleep, they're a different person. It's like you're meeting them for the first time. So if it's really bad, if it's so bad, you need to get, you know, you need to go to the hospital and let them evaluate you. And a good GP will say, look, this is, you know, they'll usually prescribe something like a benzodiazepine. Um, there are, you know, SSRI medications that help with sleep. So then let's get to that, right? If the sleep is so disordered and you're doing all the good stuff, you may have underlying depression. And one of the, the signs of clinical depression is sleep issues. And so when you treat the depression, guess what? Sleep improves. Now, yes, if you're not sleeping, that can be pretty depressing. It can be anxiety provoking, um, which then starts to, you know, it, it everything starts to bloom. So it's like becomes this self-fulfilling, you know, it's like, what is the depression that's that's uh you know the sleep issues are a result of the depression but if you're not sleeping that actually creates the depression so it's just becomes this kind of like dog chasing its tail but the reality is is that that can be a sign of underlying clinical depression clinical depression does not just mean you're under the covers crying that's not what clinical depression looks like it is depression it's 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 a depressed state and so sleep issues can be a, a part of that but here's, let's get into more underlying processes here. One of the ways that I, I conceptualize this and I teach my clients that have sleep issues is I say, all right, let's, let's imagine I draw this on a piece of paper, an X, Y axis. Um, so it, we're, we're creating a coordinate plane. The X axis is, is, is a horizontal number line and the Y axis is a vertical number line. And so these two axes, in, they intersect perpendicularly to the to form this coordinate plane right so y'all know what an xy axis is i don't want to get into all that but um so the y axis is the vertical and the x axis is the horizontal so just draw this on a piece of paper so on the vertical on the y that's the response okay there's response and on the x is stimulation so response is on the Y, that's the vertical. Stimulation is on the X, that's the horizontal. And a normal response, so the more you increase stimulation, the more you get a response. And so normally what you have is kind of an, is, is sort of a, it, like an S curve, right? It's a, it's a normal, the more stimulation, you have an adaptive, uh, you know, specific amount of increase on the response and that's an and then it kind of it it peaks out and, and it, it reaches a maximum peak that's called a linear response the more response the more stimulation the more response you get right basic 
We can understand that. You can think of it in terms of engineering. You can think in terms of energy. You can think in terms of whatever you want, but you, you follow. So that's a normal response. What happens when people have a huge breakdown is they have what's called a non-linear response. So what happens is, imagine, so you've got your, your normal S-curve, and then let's draw the non-linear response. And what that looks like is on the x-axis, the horizontal is it's just flat line. So it's very low. It's just, it does the more stimulation, there's no response. So it's just traveling along. But then it reaches a point where all of a sudden it just goes straight up, goes straight up. That's called the nonlinear. That's when shit blows up. And so why does that happen? How is it that we have a nonlinear response? Well, when it comes to sleep, there's a couple things. One is, most importantly, this is when you become anxious about being anxious. <laughs> that creates a nonlinear response. So it's like, well, I'm scared about sleeping. And so every time I'm, it's getting close to bedtime, I'm start freaking out because I'm going, oh shit, what if I don't sleep? Well, guess what's going to happen to your sleep? Ain't going to happen. Because you're being stress. Yeah. It's anxiety about being anxious, anxious about being anxious. It created your own problem. It's it created your own problem. And that is so if you're sitting there going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I gotta sleep. What if I don't sleep? You ain't gonna get any sleep, brother and sister. It's not gonna happen. So at some point, when I teach people just to stop giving a shit, just be like, at some point, just be like, F it, man, whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm just not going to care deeply. Don't care. Not, not, not two, two poops given, man. I don't care anymore. Guess what? They sleep. And this guy I talked to this week, right? Just, uh, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. I talked to him. You know, I sort of gave him my, my initial phone call, man. You, you know, you're, you're just becoming anxious about being anxious and you got he slept six hours. Okay. Which, and what people say to me is they're like, I think I'm broken. I can't sleep. I broke something. I'm, I'm screwed. It's not working. anymore. you're not broken. You feel like you're broken. That's great. Anxiety about being anxious. So when you just sort of stop caring, you probably will rest, fall into sleep. And if you don't, I say, look, if you don't, that's fine too. At some point you worrying about trying to force sleep is the number one way to not get sleep. It's, it's a paradox. That's what, what a paradox is. The harder you try, the farther away it gets. It's like the, the Chinese finger trap. If The more you pull, the more it squeezes. You actually have to push in <laughs> to get the trap to release. It's the dog bite. If the dog's biting your arm, don't pull. That's how you're going to rip your arm off. Actually push into the mouth and the dog will let go. And it's the same with sleep. You don't want to get into this struggle, this, this tug of war. So this... And what these are called is there's an unequal exchange that's happening. That's what a nonlinear response is. It's an unequal exchange. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is much deeper. And this is where the, 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 the conversations start to happen is, is, well, where in your life are you giving too much, but you're getting too little back in return? So again, think about that nonlinear response. It's just flatlined. 
along that x axis that along that x axis right it's not that gradual turn the more stimulation the more response you get no you're just getting more stimulation with zero response until it blows up and then it just skyrockets through so there's something going on in your life where either you're giving too much and being taken advantage of and not getting anything back or inversely you're taking too much and you're giving too little back in return. There's an unequal exchange. The energy is not balanced. Yeah, and that's the, what I was going to say is, is something most likely has changed that's kicked you out of balance and doing a little bit of a, a kind of a look back and going, what's changed? It, uh, you know, what's going on either in the recent or over- a Or it's long-term. Yeah, long-term that, that you go- what you know and a good and a i hate to say this because this happened with, with my wife and i that she goes you've changed and then go well what because it's so gradual i may not have seen what that change is and that's kind of like the recaging of the gyro and go wow i didn't even know i was doing that and it was causing stress or 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 the unbalancing of without realizing that i had done it because it was incremental so trying to get back into balance or trying to get back to a point where you were balanced is, is also part of it, but you got to know what, what, where you were and where you are to know so what's happening. Here's what I think is happening. The average age of a lift effect client, there's two categories, 54 and 29. So what is going on in there? Well, the 54 year olds, what's happened is, is they've been, Plug, just plugging along, just go, 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 just keep going, keep going, keep going. So they're giving and giving and giving. The stimulation is just, this, it just keeps, it's more and more, right? And that's happening in the industry is, yeah, they're giving you more money, but they're making you work more. They're, it's more legs. It's more, it's more hassle. It's more fighting passengers and unhappy flight attendants and, and maintenance is mad and all. It's just the stress is going up and up and up. And it's been going on for years. Um, and then they just break down because there's only so much you can take until you, you just wear yourself out. And so they've been going, there's, it's this constant increasing amount of stimulation with, with no response. What's the response? It could mean more time off. It could mean more ability to take a vacation. It could mean more, you know, more time at home, but it's not happening. And then the younger crowd which the major airlines are freaking out because they're seeing people that are quitting in training. They're going, you know what? Screw Young this. <laughs> yeah. 29. Young. I don't want to do this anymore. 35 guys, my age in their forties, that got stuck at the regionals for, for 15 years. And so then they, they finally make it to the, to the major. And then guess where they are. They're stuck at the bottom of a list that's designed for somebody that's 23 or 24, not 43 or 44 they're stuck on reserve commuting to reserve and so they're going you know what and then they have a non-linear response because they've been giving and giving and giving and giving for two decades trying to get there trying to get there and then they finally get there but it's too little too late and they realize oh man it's no better it's not the money it's not just having more money that's going to make the difference and then it blows up on them. They stop sleeping or they just have a complete, the wheels come off. 
And, and they're like, it's the nonlinear response. And many of them are saying, screw this. I'm done. Which the mainline carriers have never seen anything like this before. And people are quitting certain airlines to go to other ones. Like they've, nobody quits a, a, a major airline. Yes, they do. And because we've been breeding a nonlinear response, an unequal, it's been an unequal exchange for years. And the airlines have never thought about this idea that like, maybe it's not a good idea to, to have people, you know, crossing time zones um, and then swapping their clock and then, or, or, you know, doing an early wake up and then a late start the next thing and, or being gone for four or five days at a time. Maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe there's an unequal exchange and the older generation, they were willing to put up with that shit. The younger one, they're not. And so this is a serious issue that is happening. And so, but when something blows up in your life, let's get back to the sleep thing. If the sleep is gone and you, you do not understand what is happening, or you're just really depressed, you're really anxious or something is going on. I would, I would be looking at if after we've ruled out a medical issue, which is first and foremost, right? Call maintenance. What is the unequal, unequal exchanges that may be happening in your life. Some of it might be occupation. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's in your community. Maybe it's in your financial well-being. Maybe it's in your physical health, right? How you're, how you're, you're, you know, you're just working out all the time, but you're not getting any time for rest. That's an unequal exchange. And you're going to create a nonlinear response. We call that inflammation. So that's what I would say. If you've done everything and you cannot seem to fix the sleep, Let's start looking at where is this not, how did this nonlinear response happen? Where are you being overstimulated with, with not getting a proper response until it blows up? And that's the unequal exchange. I have a question for you. You've seen people, like you say, that have run the gamut from younger to older. Um, Everything in between. With the people, particularly or specifically with sleep issues, have you seen any trend uh, where it's of a higher incidence from people that were that came from a military background or from a civilian only or commuter early to airline or commuter late to airline? Is there a trend, anything that there's like a common theme in any of those or yeah, is it kind of equal? It depends. I mean, international stuff um, is the where I see most of the long-term sleep issues, which is no mystery there. Like, there's lots of studies that have done since the forties on shift work and what that, you know, what that backside of the clock work and what that does, it does bad things to your sleep, does the really bad things to your health. Um, if the airline, I know, you know, Southwest tried to like, they have, you know, the, the, you kind of bid two different schedules, the early start or the late start. So you don't, you're not flipping back and forth, you know, one early, then a late, then an early, then a late, that'll screw you up pretty bad. Um, age, as we age, it, it gets harder. It gets worse. We don't have the resiliency that we had when we were younger, but in terms of military versus civilian, I think it depends on the kind of flying that you did and the kind of flying that you're doing now. But I'll tell you that in the last 15 years, sleep disorders are just, um, I mean, they're just through, the, they're just through the roof because, uh, of these things, because of, I'm holding up a cell phone technology. We're overstimulated Facebook, constantly checking stocks. You know, we're, we're just 
you know, pilots, you know, they're always check they land, they check the stock. Land. It's like all you're doing is just injecting cortisol into your body, hit after hit after hit. And it's overstimulating. And so that has really wrecked our sleep. And if you look at the history of sleep, there's a couple of really amazing books I've I've read in the past that talks about artificial light. The the advent of artificial light has created catastrophic effects uh, on society in many respects. And sleep is one of them because we just go to sleep when the sun sets, right? You ever go camping or you spend time on the woods? You go to sleep when the sun goes down and you sleep well. Um, we have got artificial light. So we're creating, we're, we're disrupting our nocturnal uh, you know, process. We're just throwing monkey wrenches into it. You throw in technology on top of it and it just, it goes to hell in a handbasket. So it's a, it's a big deal. I mean, I think we've covered enough on sleep. Yep. Uh, I think we should move on after this, but if people have more questions, we can go back into it. Um, but it's a, it's a big deal. I don't want to belabor it, but you know, educate yourself, go back and listen to, to what we've talked about. Um, and I think if you just start to do the, the low hanging fruit, create some curfews on eating, drinking alcohol, uh, exercising, you know, stimulating yourself with the technology. And then you look at what are the unequal exchanges that are happening in your life and start to balance those out. I think your sleep is going to get better. It's going to take time, but it will improve. And it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Some nights are good. Some nights are going to be bad. It's just the way it is. Two comments. One is um, you when you held up you know, the iPhone, yeah. it's not only just the device itself, but it's what you look at on the device. Yeah. You had a study that one of the worst ones out there, programs or apps that you could use, and it's not because of the content, it's because of the way it's presented, is TikTok. Because oh, the algorithm, the way God. it's it's designed to give you that constant hit, but and then back off just a little bit because the algorithm tracks all that stuff. So th- I'm not going to get down that route. Designed for teenagers, you yeah, know, but, and it, you have older right. people because they love cats and dogs and right. and all these other things. It's just it's it it is addictive and it causes yep. it can cause a lot of problems. The second comment is, well, I tell you what, if only the listener could see you. When you're talking, <laughs> I swear, I swear the hands are flying. Yeah. You're lucky. Like, I don't have a fork in my hand. It'd be a bloodbath. Oh my God. It's, it's, it, it's tell you what, it's like a show. I sometimes wish I was eating popcorn, just watching, you know, I could turn the audio off and just watch the hands moving and everything. It's, 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 a well, I, somebody actually said, are we going to start YouTube recording these? And the answer is yes, we are going to start YouTubing these, but um, because we'll do screen shares and, and you oh can my actually, God, I'm going to, you're going to actually, I can't wear my, you, you have to show up. You have to wear clothes. To, you got to show yeah. up with clothes on, Carl. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a no, conversation. That's a, no, that's a challenge. That right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be a conversation ender. I'm just kidding. He's wearing clothes. Everybody relax. Everybody, everybody calm down. <laughs> well, yeah, that I'm sure they were all on the edge screaming, of the man. That it's, like, one. it's like the Beatles. Yeah. It's like the Beatles. And you wonder why we have that explicit rating. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know I have to, Cause I can't, because I, I the, the swear jar just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And my kid listens to the podcasts and she's like, oh, five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. She wants <laughs> to listen to the podcast because she knows I can't help myself. I'm trying, though. I'm trying. Why? So anyway, I was a little kid. It was the quarter jar. Now it's a five buck jar. I'm, yeah. Kids um, want a lot more money these days. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we've reached another end of a, of a podcast and um, 
we want to just thank all of our listeners for all of the input that we receive, the comments, suggestions. Uh, we've said it and we'll continue to say it. You drive where we go with this. We have ideas and we have things we will bring out or expand upon, but it, you, the listener, are what we and why we created this podcast. So please keep those things coming. Uh, please share, give us a like, tell your friends and co-workers about us. This is, we're here for you and for those that don't even know we exist. Um, and we hope that once they listen and they, they, that we can give them useful tips, ideas, tools to make their lives better. So any last comments, Matt? Podcast at lifteffect.com. He's going to make me redundant. He's doing my work now for me. Get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. But don't worry about it. With all that, we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Have a great day and week until we talk to you again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift Effect Podcast. If you want to dive deeper into this episode and every episode, go to our website, lifteffect.com forward slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, we would love it if you'd follow us on Spotify and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your support. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, all with the ID Matthew McNeil. This show is brought to you by Lift Effect a clinical mental health and consulting company that assists air carriers, corporate flight departments, pilot unions, and commercial pilots by providing comprehensive psychotherapy and mental skills coaching services to pilots with mental health and mental performance-related issues. Visit lifteffect.com, that's L-I-F-T-A-F-F-E-C-T.com to book your free consultation. And finally, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of counseling, psychotherapy, medicine, or any other healthcare service, including the giving of medical advice. No therapeutic or provider-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and any materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional psychological advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining advice for any psychological or medical condition they have, and they should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Lift Effect podcast.